Hi, I'm Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Keep an eye out for bad words. We're known to, to say bad words. We'll knock them out of the park. Uh, haha, already starting with the puns. I like it. We're going to throw throw a big old meatball I'll down. Throw your curveball. And, 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 and that meatball will lead into a giant, crazy home run. Meatball's a bad pitch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that's right. I'll thought. put a little mustard on it. Yeah, put some mustard on it. Do a, a little slider, just nibble at the corners. I'll RBI it. That's not, you don't say it like that. I've got that. a good ERA. So do you want to know how, how I know I'm getting really old, like <laughs> when, really fast? When you got mad when I just said, I'll no. RBI it. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I uh, really got into baseball recently. And I, I was into baseball when I was like younger. And when the Phillies were great, obviously, you know, everyone was into it. And then like after like 2013, 14. When, when they I, sucked? Well, when I had, when I was working like, mm. a, like a normal person. Uh, yeah, you don't have like six hours to devote to a single really, game. Don't really have the attention span, right? Exactly. But I I figured out the numbers part of it, and I used to be afraid of numbers before, uh, like in high school. Baseball I, helped you understand numbers. No, it helps me. Like I enjoy like it's cool like sports numbers and I was like say okay Jonah Hill and Moneyball. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. But knowing now, I'd probably really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, and that's how I know I'm really old. I really like baseball now. You know what my favorite baseball movie is? Hmm. The rookie. Rookie. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was actually going to say The Sandlot at first. Bull Durham's pretty good. I've actually never seen Bull Durham. Ah, you would enjoy it. What about uh, uh, Major League? Major League's also a solid one. Yeah. Angels in the Outfield. You're just throwing out baseball There's a names. lot of baseball movies. Yeah. Well, Field a lot, of all, all the best sports Shawshank movies baseball movies. That's an, a baseball movie? Do they play baseball in the yard I at some I think they did, I but I, it's it's like calling, like, uh, oh, man. What's what's that movie that was remade? American with Adam Gangster. Sandler? No, the football. They movie. They played baseball in that at one point. All right, never mind. You're thinking um, of uh, longest yard. Longest yard. Yeah, it's like it's like calling the longest yard a uh, a football movie. No, it is a football movie, but it's like calling that a, a prison uh, movie. A prison movie. Yeah, it's like well, it's not really a prison movie. Is but it not? It is though, isn't it? Yeah. All right, they're in prison for tangent, 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 tangent. Here we go. Baseball. That's the part of the topic today. But the real yes. topic today. <laughs> is Anastas getting so excited he's I, wildly gesticulating <laughs> and throwing his phone about the room yeah that that uh fucking i don't fiend. know i don't know how well the camera the uh mic caught that but i totally dropped my phone on top of my computer he he I'm looked excited. like a phillies fan so angry losing at 15 to 1 to the fucking nationals the other night uh it was throwing beers at this stadium i don't think that happened but um Anyway, well, somebody probably threw one. I'm like the drunk guy that's like leaning over someone to grab a baseball, like a like a foul ball, and knocking over like a small child. Yeah, my excitement, and then everyone's like, "You're the dick." I'm like, "I'm the dick. I got a baseball." But yeah. Anyway, we're that guy. we're talking about a specific baseball player. Um, he, one he, that anecdote came from a real experience of Anastasis. No, well, it's the Zach Hample guy. Are you familiar with this dude? He's a uh, he goes around and uh, I realized I just shook my head no, and no one could hear yeah. that. He shook his head, yeah. So for you that, for you listeners that aren't in the room with us, I have like a very perplexed like no. Said, he said no with his head like a fool. Um, I he's am he's a, fool. a he's like a trust fund baby that basically goes around at all the ballpark saves. Oh games yeah, and, like, I do know balls. that what guy you mean. He's a fucking asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, but that was basically what I was describing. So we're gonna talk about a Pittsburgh Pirate, our former Pittsburgh Pirate, and one of their greats. We're not talking Barry Bonds. We're not talking about Clemente. We're talking about Doc Ellis. Doc goddamn Ellis. And his and his famed game, probably the most famous pitching oh, game in baseball. Be, for sure. For, um, for him, definitely. Better than the bloody sock game, definitely. Yeah. Um his his no hitter, his famed no hitter, which involved drugs. Drugs. Fun drugs too. Caveat. Drugs are bad. Dr- okay. I just, you probably should have said that before I said fun drugs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We do not Exhort nor extol the virtues of drug use, especially especially when you're when you have a, a ball in your hand, and you're throwing, throwing it ninety, at 90 miles an hour yeah. at someone <laughs> faster than I drive. Uh, <laughs> you think yeah, about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I when you I don't really think about that, but when you mm-hmm. really put it in that perspective, it, it's very dangerous. <laughs> it's incredibly um, dangerous. People could have died. Yeah, but we're we're talking about we're going to talk about his his no hitter and his mainly his life. We're not going to go too deep into his career, but. Uh, kind of his impact as a as a figure in baseball, yeah. Because he's a fun figure and also an impactful yeah. figure too. But and just uh, like in pop culture too, like, yeah. And I, I think most people, even if they don't know his name, have heard 
uh, maybe not most people, but sports fans Sport, are yeah. like, they're like, oh yeah, the LSD game, that's a thing, right? Yeah. And it, like, even casual non-baseball fans, like, yeah, be like, most of them are aware of this. And if you're not, hey, right, you, you're like, not going to find something. If you're a drugs today. fan, <laughs> or, or if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, I'm sure you know this. Um, yeah, we oh, haven't yeah. done a lot of a lot of Western PA things. We haven't done a lot of sports in a while either. No, we so. haven't done sports in a long time. So this is right up our alley. I mean, hey, I live and breathe sports. I uh, mainline it. I snort it. I put it under my tongue. Is that what you do with LSD? I, dude, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Well, well, smokes it. That's what I do. Uh, you don't? Do you smoke LSD? Is that a thing? You're just talking. I thought you were just saying different drug things. Mm. I know, but I was talking about about LSD just now. Oh, yeah. I think it's you shifted gears way too quickly. For Sorry, me to it's tabs. Yeah, pills. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, um, the only reason I know that is from movies. Right. Exactly. In pop culture. Uh, before we dive into it, do you have any like baseball stories or like really quick like? I mean, I played little or game that you remember when you were little. I was like pretty bad. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know. I always enjoy going to Phillies games. I don't like watch baseball a ton Mm. because, like we said earlier, I don't have hours upon hours to spend on 162 games. Yeah, especially when when it's a slow pitcher or like right or when the Phillies were bad like they were for the past couple years. Uh, They weren't bad, dude. They were unwatchable. (laughs) They were unwatchable. Unwatchable. Um, And. So Hopefully, now that they're yeah. hopefully going to get better, I'll probably get back into it. And I, I don't know. I do enjoy going to games. Like yeah. that is, it's a fun. I, I have to. Say, I want to mention one story before we dive into into Ellis and and uh, and his story. But my my dad in like 2002. So this was two years before the bank opened up and the like penultimate year for the vet. My dad got us uh, tickets to to see the Mets mm-hmm. in Phillies, and we were we were out in right right field. Yeah, it was in right field. And it was a hot day. There, the sun was like right in our faces. It was, it, but it was great. Okay. I love going to the game with my dad. It was my our first like right. sporting event together. Okay. And uh, I must have been like uh, like nine or something. And we we go. It's it's the Mets. Phillies aren't hot. They're not a hot team at this point. They're right. Not not very good at all. But I'm excited. Little nine year old me doesn't know anything about yeah, like, what a good team is. I'm to just like, see I like, see the big old dingers is hitting my way. And Mike Piazza comes up and hits two home runs in this game. Uh, one actually went over my head, like see, not not like near me, but like it went like yeah. way back into the uh, like the close to the second level of that. Okay. But like, not, like kind of mid between the second level and and the first level in the right field. And I just we we, we drove home and I was so sad, distraught, like borderline tears. <laughs> Well, like, this game didn't matter at all. Like, we were nowhere in playoff contention. Yeah. Just let me going, ah, well, we didn't win. That's, oh, that man. We're supposed to win all the games, but it's baseball. And you're not going to win every game. But, so, yeah, that was my uh, one of my favorite baseball memories. Little nine-year-old me, borderline tears, because Mike Piazza kicked our asses. Fuck Piazza. Um, should we dive into it? Yeah, let's get after let's, it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, I had not, a couple jokes. I just let them go. Little, I said dingers and your face lit up, so... Yeah, well, you were talking about you as a child. Yeah, well, I'm glad you didn't go there. Otherwise, we'd be on a list somewhere. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I was so, going to pretend to be you as a child <laughs> and play out your uh, interactions with your dad at the game. Okay. But it was going to get me in quick. Okay, well... <laughs> It was him. Well, I'm it was sure going to be a lot of you asking for hot dogs and him being exasperated. I'm I'm sure we'll. Which uh, might have happened. Uh, Did you ask for hot dogs? Did uh, your dad say no? Yeah, it's funny. We so Jen and I went to uh, went to a game a couple weeks ago, and I sent a picture of like Jen and I eating hot dogs, like you know, smiling and mm-hmm. wearing our jerseys and whatnot. And my dad's like, "You're still eating hot dogs, huh?" <laughs> like, I swear to God, he texted that to me. <laughs> I yeah, you, I swear to God. I bet you wish Burger King had hot dogs, don't you? <laughs> they did. They did have hot oh dogs. Oh, my God. They did have hot dogs. I bet you were there every never, fucking day. Never, just shoveling hot dogs. You're like, uh, like a conveyor I've, belt and I've never straight been, to your mouth. And just the Burger King's over there. Yes, Anastasia, eat my wieners. <laughs> you and the Phillies will be great. Uh, we're talking a lot about the Phillies for a, for a, a yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, let's switch to the other end of the state. But... Uh, I actually have never been to a dog, dog night either, so I'm planning on doing that. You're eventually. fucking communist. Um, so Doc Ellis, right? He was he was born in, in L.A. actually on uh, March 11th, 1945, 
And he graduated, he actually attended uh, Gardena High School, which is in Gardena, California, which mm-hmm. is just outside of LA. Yeah. Or I guess part of the megalopolis of I, LA. I guess it's part of the greater L. LA what what is that? I have no idea. Yeah. LA County, like, is it's, huge. It's enormous. And, and it swallows up counties. Everything. But this is certainly not it. But anyway, he um, he attended that high school and he, he played other sports like basketball and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he refused to play uh, high school baseball, actually, uh, because he had a lot of. Like the baseball team was would yell like really racist shit at him like right. he was like in, in like you the know, hallways baseball, that and sport known for being progressive and welcoming to others yeah. yeah that's that one that's the one right he they would call him a quote unquote spear chucker god fucking which damn it. Uh, yeah it, that's not great but yeah I mean he 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 got a lot of shit so he did not want to play baseball at all can't blame him um he Fuck was that. also he was also yeah I mean nah. it's racist bullshit. Uh, but he also had a lot of issues with with drugs uh, okay. at a young age as well. He started smoking marijuana when he was like fourteen or something. But God damn. he was caught drinking and smoking marijuana at a at a bathroom actually in his senior year. That- so the school this is this is this is relevant actually. Okay. So the school um, basically said that we're not going to expel you, but under these terms, you have to play for the baseball team. Nothing like extortion of a like, like extortion, a fucking fourteen year old. Right? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's this I mean, is like, like straight out of a movie. Yeah, like, it's I can't believe this. Jesus. Is, yeah, he's probably like seventeen or eighteen at this point. Uh, but he appeared in in four games, and he was actually named all all league for his his uh, the school baseball. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he's a natural at it, and um, he attended Los Angeles Harbor College, which is a, a junior college. And he played for he played for the basketball team actually there. Okay. And uh, he was he was a good basketball player too. He was just an all around good athlete. Yeah. He, he recorded twenty one assists actually in, in a game. It's pretty fucking at, good. Um, yeah, at the at the junior college there. It's almost as good as my zero assist that I <laughs> did in a game. Wait, I never played basketball. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, athletic zero. Uh, peak athletic uh, people in this room. Bill was an athlete. I uh, I was not. Athlete, um, loosely. I played football and wrestled. Yeah, that's an athlete. Yeah. athlete. Did you did you play, did you do assist quite at all or no? No, no, no. My shoulder's fucking shot. Mm. Oh, all, the shoulder kept you from it, huh? I mean, also <laughs> beer. That's <laughs> beer dick. Um, I oil, and I got a job, and I was like, "Ooh, money's pretty. Yeah, money's great. good. Money's nice." Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ellis, he played baseball as an infielder, actually, for a semi. And I'm tiny. For a semi pro league, what was that? I said, and I'm tiny. Yeah, like you... I played defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. What are you like, six feet? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta gotta be a little little chunkier than yeah. that, a little bigger, little chongus. Um, Gonna be a chongus. <laughs> the uh, the semi the semi pro team was actually called the Pittsburgh Pirates Rookies, which is very hmm. neat. But it actually included a lot of uh, future major leaguers, including Bobby Tolan, uh, Ron Woods, and uh, Reggie Smith, and whatnot. Not you know just solid baseball players. Yeah, guys not, who yeah. were professionals. Professionals, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so he he was actually an infielder, which is funny because he's known. As a, as, pitcher. as a pitcher, yeah, yeah. Uh, which goes to like these people are all prime athletes, you know? Right, it's, it's like, crazy. Like, oh, Even, I can do this. I can yeah, do that. it's like, it's yeah. absolutely wild. Um, as an aside, as well, he was um, he was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia. Uh, God damn. Well, around this time, uh, I think he, like, a little before that, when he was still in high school, he was seventeen. It was changed to a to a sickle cell trait, so he didn't have he, it, he, but he you know he had he it. could he, yeah it's recessive it I think from okay, uh, but uh, but yeah so. Again, he didn't have the best childhood. What this story is yeah, like, saying at this point, like he's a trouble uh, dude, but he well, was very he's a talented. Young African American in L.A. in the fifties, not sixties. Uh, Sixty. Well, yeah. if he's born in forty five, fifty six. Yeah, it's not exactly the friendliest place to be, even though like it's considered a progressive city now. Yeah, yeah. still not a great place anywhere in America. To be, if you're young and black. Yeah, that's that is true, and um, you know from that point on, he basically went on to uh, into into fame. You want you want to talk about some yeah. of his, his major league? Um, his well, minor, his minor, minor league, league so, which yeah. I find always really interesting. By the way, like the the, the road to to, to the show, the, basically. Yeah. Because uh, aren't there aren't many other leagues in in the states that run like this where you have different? No, it's like when you have different you, leagues at like such a in depth. Like, could you imagine a feeder system for the NFL? I mean, you have college football really right, over but that, that's but, it. But you don't really have you don't have like an AAF, <laughs> yeah, which folded and, right. and the X, XFL lasted for a year. Right. I mean, I guess the Sixers have a team, they, they but they, have, they don't really they pull the guys League, from it. But and that's but that's different because that's that's this one level, and they're right. 
it's not as ingrained in the culture of no, the sport. No, like absolutely Wait, you're telling me that the Delaware... The Delaware's 87ers? The Blue Coats. They're called Blue, Blue Coats now, Blue I think. Yeah. yeah. They're not, yeah. They're, they're not, not in everybody's hearts and minds at all not. times? They're not. They're not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What have I been wasting my time on, then? <laughs> well, anyway. But, yeah, it, it is a very different system than the rest. I guess that maybe comes from, too, like, how old baseball is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's the 1860s and whatnot. Yeah, it's old as fuck. Not that football isn't, and basketball, they're, they're all old. Baseball is just the oldest. It's America's game, you know. Is it still? Um, it, it, well, it's no, but no, it's, like, but it's still like an American, I guess, a Japanese Japanese thing or dude, Korean thing. Dude, it's huge in like, Japan and yeah. it's uh and South America. And but Central. it's been around for a long time, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it's they have like a whole schools dedicated to it in South and Central America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's kind of changed in order to succeed. I think, but that's a whole time for that's a time that's for another day. Yeah, we're not a sports podcast. <laughs> We want to be, though. Some days. <laughs> but going into Ellis' uh, minor career, minor league career, while he was playing high school baseball, he was actually approached by a couple MLB teams who wanted to sign him to a pro contract. And this is like, remember, he only played like a handful of games. Yeah. Like four games. And four they, games. And like, he's like, yeah, we want to sign you. Like, like, they just, the tape was that good. <laughs> well, I guess scouts. Yeah. Probably not tape. But he decided to hold out for the Pirates. To make an offer because he had heard that they gave a signing bonus of $60,000. Does that seem real to you? Yeah, no, that, that seems real to me. Like, I, I've, I watched uh, Ken Burns' baseball, the huge documentary he has. So you had and a full week to spend doing nothing? No, oh, let me rephrase that. I watched an episode of Ken Burns' baseball. <laughs> so you had a full day to do nothing? <laughs> uh, and it was, it was one of the newer ones. So it was about Barry Bonds and, and how he actually didn't sign with the Pirates. He, I'm no, sorry. He, I'm he, sorry. He, he, I, he didn't. Go ahead. I thought, when did Barry Bonds sign? It, that was in so he, the, um, when he he wanted to sign with the Giants, and that was in the like early eighties, mid eighties. I was gonna say eighty five, eighty six, something like that. Yeah, eighty five, eighty five sounds about right. Maybe a little earlier than that actually. But uh, he re- anyway. So he he held out, and he actually ended up signing with Pirates because they offered a little bit bit larger signing bonus, but it wasn't like huge. It was right. I just thought sixty thousand sounded like a lot for then. Yeah, it's it's um. Well, because I think he was offered like eighty some or ninety some thousand, and that was in the eighties. So twenty years earlier, I mean, it make you know, it kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, they were they were offering sixty k probably for like hot prospects, you know. True, 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 uh, true. But he didn't uh, get that, did he? No, he did not, because before he was signed, he was arrested for stealing a car and given probation, mm-hmm. which is not again great. He didn't have the greatest greatest uh, early life, did he? He did not. I don't know if he had the greatest like life life. Yeah, That's true, but. He eventually signed with the Pirates, um, but due to his arrest, they didn't give him the 60000 They offered only $500 a month and a $2,500 signing bonus. Yeah, so he took a big hit Just there. peanuts compared yeah. to 60000 Yeah, but hey, he's a pro ball player, though. That's true. Getting played to, paid to play a game. So, fuck, man. Fuck my life. I know, right? Well, we <laughs> fucked up. Fuck. <laughs> Why couldn't you have given me more athletic jeans, Petersons, and Ackleys? God damn it. But anyway, he... Ended up playing for the Batavia Pirates in Batavia, New York. And this is actually now a Miami Marlins affiliate called the Batavia Muck Dogs. Yeah, they get bought, they get moved around a lot, like these minor league teams. Like, they st- they stay there, but, like, the people who own them yeah, play yeah. Every, uh, every couple of years. Growing up, we had the, it was the Phillies affiliate, and Wilkes-Barre was the Red Barons. Now they're, the Yankees own them. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, I, yeah, it's, uh, definitely. So, you're just going to gloss over Muck Dogs? Uh... <laughs> Muck Dogs is a pretty good one. There's there's one in South Carolina called the Bananas. Straight up bananas. Really <laughs> funny, yeah, because it's like a fruit, you know? Like Muck Dogs makes me think of the hot dogs you were probably eating at the ballpark. Ooh, or the after effects of the hot dogs. Huh? Ooh, yeah. yeah that's or it. the ones coming out of Burger King. Oh, God. Um, yes, I'm the Burger King. Enjoy my Muck Dogs. Oh, no. No one's going to listen to this now. Oh, God. So gross. Taste it, Audie. Oh, God. It's got Burger King's goodness no, on I'm it. I'm never going to eat a chili dog. Fuck you. Oh, no. This isn't chili. It's my Muck. The secret's so, in the sauce. So when did, when did he join them? When did he join he them? He joined them in 64. So he was 19 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild, dude. And he played in the Class A New York, Pennsylvania League. And then in 65, he played for the Kinston Eagles of the Class A Carolina League. And he also pitched... pitched 
He pissed, yep. <laughs> I was gonna... Keep going. <laughs> he pissed all over him. He also pitched an exhibition game for the Pirates against the Cleveland Indians, racist name, and yes. received the win. Um, yeah. After the season, he was added to the Pirates' 40-man roster. I don't, I don't think it's their name as much as Chief Wahoo Dude, is, he is the so worst. Dude, racist But, um, yeah, I think Chief Wahoo is way worse than the Redskins. Way worse than, like, anything. Like, because they're, they're Redskins pretty, pretty bad, comparable. too. But, but like, the fucking the, Wahoo The term thing, Redskins is a... It's a slur, yes. yeah. It's a slur. But the Wahoo thing, it's like blackface. It's ca- yeah, it's true. Hilarious. I was going to say caricature of, um, a, like, racist caricature. Yeah, but they're moving away from that. They're going to... Yeah. They're, now they just have the Block C, and they're right. not selling his stuff anyway. Doesn't Finally. mean, yeah, but I'm just, just if you yeah, know, if, you know, if you're not horrible. into baseball at all and you just look, you know, listen to this, look up Chief Wahoo, uh, which is also, the name is stupid too, but. That's fucking. Yeah, just, just, yep. What? Anyway, fuck Cleveland. Keep going. But. And... <laughs> right? Fuck Cleveland, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. LeBron said the same thing when he left. <laughs> oh. Going to LA. Going to LA. Taking my talents elsewhere. Twice. Twice. <laughs> In 1966, Ellis played for the Asheville Tourists in Asheville, North Carolina. Also pretty which good, is, yeah, That's a pretty good minor league team name. Um, that's in the Class AA Southern League. Hmm. And I think they're still in Asheville, actually, known as the Tourists. Hmm. Which is pretty funny. I wonder if the Isotopes was a real thing from the Simpsons. Dude, that would be hilarious. He pitched a 10-9 win-loss record, had a 2.77 ERA, and had an All-Star game appearance, actually. Oh, the isotopes are a real thing. Sorry, just putting that out there. Yes. I mean, I know isotopes are a real thing. I want to know if the joke is from The Simpsons is based on an actual baseball team. Yeah, no, they are. (laughs) It's amazing. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) You want to hear something crazy? Go ahead. I barely ever watched The Simpsons. Oh, fuck, dude. What? My parents weren't that big into it. Oh. Growing up, we didn't watch The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Well... Well, okay, and, and doodly then. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, oh, I mean, man. I've seen. I'm sure you. I'm sure you have. Just like I've never sat down and watched like Red Blooded American episode after that. episode after episode, like some people do. Same with Seinfeld. I mean, fuck Seinfeld, but cool. Wow, strong, strong statement. Yeah, Seinfeld's cool if you're from New York, I guess. Yeah, I guess. stupid. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, after he pitched that great season he the pirates called him up to the majors but they didn't use him at all that year in any games mm. and the um the minor leagues seasons end like significantly before the yeah MLB so they so can they end in like august I think, right or so they can be called yeah. up if they so, like, what's why you think like the september call-ups like yeah. they're just there they can they, they can come play they literally don't have anything else to do in yeah. terms of that and they don't get paid no unless they get unless, unless they're, they're playing, playing games, so, so yeah so that's good for them but that's uh yeah, he missed. He didn't have a shot then, but he'll have a shot later, though. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> in 1967, Ellis started the season with the Columbus minor league team. Um, and then this is when he started to believe that he wasn't on a major league club already because the Pirates already had a number of African-American players, and he thought that the club didn't want to alienate white fans. Yeah, and this was a thing, uh, an issue in baseball for a long time. Yeah. In the 80s, so again, with the Ken Burns thing. It's still an issue. It's still an issue now, but with, um, there's a, like Pittsburgh, another Pittsburgh example, right? When mm-hmm. Barry Bonds was, was in the 80s, uh, he was uh, an all-star, he was an MVP, but he wasn't viewed as like the player in Pittsburgh. Right. It, was, it was their white center fielder, and... This is in the '80s, so it, imagine that, but in the '60s, where where it's really bad, where you're only a f- you're only three years removed from the Civil Rights Act. Well, you know? Mississippi's like, still burning. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, that's a Mississippi burning reference for those of you who don't know. I just wanted to explain it because I know I've been told that all jokes are better when you explain them historically and scientifically. So mm-hmm. the way that fire catches oh, is that you strike. All right, all right, all right. All right. So <laughs> and, um, and Mississippi is a state in the Union of this United States. Okay, uh, and or the formal Confederacy too. Oh um, yeah, fuck that. Just wanted to also mention as well. This is a, a good example of Ellis speaking out. Uh, yes. About racial tensions in America and in sports. Yeah, he was not a uh, quiet. Yeah, he, he uh, was he was passive. pretty outspoken, and um, so this is an example of that. And uh, yeah, thought yeah. I just want to point that out. So then he actually got sent down to make to the making peaches of the Southern League and. Ellis believed that this was due to the length of his hair 
And he told people he was promoted back to Columbus after shaving his head. Hmm. Which... There's a lot of, like, other baseball, like, the Yankees, even to this day, you can't have facial hair when you're on yeah. the Yankees. So, like, that might not That's, be a racist thing. That might just be, like, a stupid baseball thing. Because baseball has a lot of really dumb rules. They have a ton or un, of unwritten, unwritten rules. rules. Yeah. Which... I don't know. I would also say that that's them gatekeeping, and it's that, that probably yeah. also a racist yeah, thing. Yeah. Most likely. But baseball's weird, man. Yeah. Um, he went 2-0 and in Macon and 5-7 and in Columbus. <laughs> so this is, this is hilarious. Okay. This is a little snippet of what was also going on during his minor league career. All right. Once during that, his career, I couldn't, re- I couldn't find which team. Um, he chased a heckler into the stands with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> so there might have also been some other reasons why he wasn't <laughs> up in the majors yet and there's also um there's actually segues probably into his uh drug use too right I mean, yeah we alluded to it earlier with weed and, and what right but, he uh, liked his mary jane last dance with <laughs> but, her but that, that little vignette like, like it does a great it opening does, to this. like skew things a little bit too <laughs> yeah so he began to use pills when he was pitching in the minors and he specifically used benz, uh, benzedrine and dexamil, and these are both amphetamines. Yeah, a lot of a lot of baseball players did this back in the day too. But like, I mean, a lot of football players did too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just they're using amphetamines. Well, so did soldiers in World War Two. Yeah, keep, unknowingly it keeps you focused and whatnot, and or uh, more Vietnam actually. Yeah, but yeah, so he saw amphetamines, and he became addicted to both. He used them to deal with, he said he used them to deal with the pressure of the stress. He, he was, he, or the stress that was caused by pressure mm-hmm. of being a can't miss status of a prospect. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, which, like, he's the man, he's the guy. He's, yeah. He's, he's valuable, you know, all that. Yeah. So he has to live up to that, and he's down in the minors, not doing what he thinks he should be doing. Ellis later claimed that he never pitched a game without using amphetamines, and he eventually needed 70 to 85 milligrams a game, which is between 5 and 12 pills, depending on wow. their strength. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and then it landed into the other fun stuff, right? Yeah, and then he started to use cocaine in the six, later 60s. Um, the old booger sugar. Nose candy. Those are the only nicknames I know for <laughs> White Dragon? Is that one? I think it's heroin. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Chasing the Dragon. Um, that makes me think it's heroin That's when you heroin, say that. Yeah. Um, um, the, the Miami, Miami Powder Vice. Donut. Miami Powder Donut. Miami Powder. I don't Hollywood know. producer's favorite thing. Colombian coffee, except instead of coffee, it's cocaine. All right. You uh, can tell we don't do drugs because we're very clearly like, what is we're this? We're square. <laughs> I'm a rectangle. <laughs> Not every um, re- rectangle is a square. Wait, shit. Not every. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my degrees were in history and English. All right, let's uh, let's move away from our embarrassing mathematical takes. So, in February of 1968, Ellis held out on the Pirates um, because he was just he was getting pissed off at being in the minors. Right. Um, but they did become come to terms in March of that year. Okay. So he was optioned to Columbus, and they moved him from the starting rotation to the bullpen. And he actually credited his, his work with manager Johnny Pesky and pitching coach Harvey Haddix for improving his pitching performance while there. Okay. So ended up being being Columbus was probably a good thing. Right. So in June of 1968, Ellis made his MLB debut as a relief pitcher and was moved into the starting rotation later that season. He then pitched his first complete game in September and remained in the starting rotation until 1968 through 1970. So, like, a a feature of the team. Right, right. On June 12th, 1970, Doc Ellis threw what would become known as a legendary no-hitter against the San Diego Padres. Also known as the Dads. I mean, yeah, Padres means fathers. It's not about... What's funny when you think about it, like, the Dads. Yeah. I think it's a, a... Um, it's because there was a Spanish mission Catholic thing right yeah Yeah. it's really funny they named after like that yes yeah it's a little weird have you were you we're the Salt Lake City Mormons (laughs) I've never been to San Diego no it's a pretty cool city I'm sure I'm sure it is we we drove through on the way to Coronado no I take that back we were in La Jolla which is a part of San Diego look at you with your neighborhood names yeah La Jolla Yeah, yeah it sounds like heaven dude it was the seals were everywhere and the and the um you say seals seals and sea lions nice yeah, and that was the first time I'd ever seen one like in the wild. 
Mm. It was really cool. They're just sunbathing and shit on the rocks. Right. So since you're pulling out your California dick, when I was in San Francisco, I, out I, I also Did you see saw, a shark. No, I've seen the the, the, the big ass uh, Golden Gate Bridge though, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, they, they um, just flop around, right? Also saw an orca in the uh, the oh, Seattle the Seattle see, Bay. So you won the the Puget Sound. That's what it's called. Pu- so. Yeah, yeah. There's my vacation dick. Just came out of nowhere and just hit it yours. Was, and it wasn't a competition. Beat yours away. Mr. La Jolla, Mr. Suntan. Coronado. Mr. I came back so tan. Mr. <laughs> <In> Happiness. <laughs> Remember how tan I was? You were tan, yeah. I get tan so easily. In November, the time of not tan. It was great. Um, I'm already starting anyway, to get tan from So, the, the dads. The, the, yeah. So, let's let's dive into that. Yeah, let's let's get into uh, San Diego. It means a whale's vagina. Every joke is better when it's a when Ron it's a Burgundy to, reference. Uh, to a, a film from... Well over 10 years Ooh, ago. wow, yeah. When did that come ago? out? Uh, don't want to think about that. Five, maybe? I don't know. Around that. Anyway. Anyway. The game took place at San Diego Stadium on a Friday night, and it was the first game of a scheduled two-night doubleheader. Okay. So. Two-night doubleheader? Two-night doubleheader. Oh, right, right. So it, it starts out... It starts Friday, out, Saturday. Um. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, double, I'm pretty sure two-night doubleheader means like... They start at like five o'clock and then they start another game after that. Oh shit! You that's know what? You're right. Means. Yeah, yeah. Because then there's also like day night headers. You're like right. You start at one and then you play another one at seven. Yep, yep, yep. You're yeah. right. So, this is where things get. Oh yeah, yeah. Psychedelic. Let's let's let's, let's get into this because it's very amusing. So they flew to San Diego on Thursday, June 11th, and Ellis said he visited a friend in L.A. and used LSD, LSD two or three times. Mm-hmm. And this um, is this, this is, is all self-reported. Hold on, I'm just going to point yes. out the game is June 12th. They got there the 11th, the and like they before. flew into LA because yeah. I I don't know when John Wayne Airport was built. John Wayne Airport is is uh, is in no. LA though, right? John Wayne's uh, yeah, John Wayne's a little farther south. Yeah. So how far is San Diego from LA? It took it's about hour and a half two. Oh, okay. So not, it took us an hour. Terrible. Okay. Yeah, it must be two because. It took us an hour to get from L.A. to this Newport is LA, Beach. This is L.A. traffic we're talking about, too. So, And it took us... Well, we actually got really lucky on traffic okay. um, going south. Maybe not as much northbound. But it, it took us an hour to get or so to get from L.A. to Newport Beach. And then an hour or so to get from Newport Beach to La Jolla, San Diego, Coronado. Okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Probably about two hours. All right. Anyway. It's context. I was confused, but yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, that context is important. So he woke up on fr- and and don't forget he's from LA, so he definitely knows people out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So he woke up on Friday thinking that it was still Thursday, and he took a hit of LSD at noon. <laughs> this is the day of the game. Yep, yep. And he had forgotten until at two p.m. His friend's girlfriend reminded him that he was scheduled to pitch that night. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because it's it's a six o'clock start i think or like or something 605 like start yeah so he flew from la to san diego at three and arrived at san diego stadium at 4 30 p.m and the game was scheduled to start at 605 remember this is all self-reported by alice right um we don't have a ton of corroboration on some of this stuff which i'm gonna we're gonna talk about but ellis threw the no hitter despite being able to feel the ball or see the batter or catcher clearly not being able to right? not being yeah. able to yeah. he couldn't feel it like he couldn't That's see. so dangerous. This is what he says. Yeah. Or said. He, he said his catcher, Jerry May, wore this reflective tape on his fingers, which helped him see May's signs. Right. Which you see a lot of times in they, like really bad weather. Yeah. I was going to say they still do this. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Hmm. Um, and it's, an, it's a night game, too, so I don't right. know how like, great the lights were back then, but probably I'm fine. sure they had... But they did probably saw the shadows. Right. Whatever, but, but like, fine, yeah. not great. Yeah. Because it's... It's it not never like it's rains. daylight out. It never rains in San Diego. So well, well, it doesn't yeah. never, never rain there, but it's a joke. Just move there, Bill. Just move there. Sometimes. We'll be the Uncommon Podcast, a.k.a. the San Diego Podcast. I think about it a lot. It's so pretty. But yeah. Best weather in the country. Then I could be a Manny Machado fan. You could be a You could do that. You could be a Manny fan with this weird-ass haircut. But He does have a weird-ass haircut. But Ellis actually walked eight batters. <laughs> ter- it's like one of the, world's, <laughs> it's, one of the worst no-hitters ever. <laughs> right? Like, this game is weird. And he struck out six. And he had, like, really fortunate uh, infield play from his second baseman, Bill Mazeroski, and outfield play from center fieldy Maddie. I think it's Alou. Alou, yeah. 
And they just made like these two spectacular fielding plays to keep the Padres hitless. But this is what Ellis said of the game. All right, and this is all a big quote, right? Yes, it's all one big quote. And I'll start with, I'll say, it's, even though it's not really proper, I'm going to say quote, end quote. Right. Um, no, quote, end quote is proper. Quote, unquote is, right. in, is incorrect, but people do it. Just do your thing. So, and I, I had to include this because it's fucking bonkers what he said. Quote, I can only remember bits and pieces of the game. I was psyched. I had a feeling of euphoria. I was zeroed in on the catcher's glove, but I didn't hit the glove too much. I remember hitting a couple of batters and the bases were loaded two or three times. The ball was small sometimes. The ball was large sometimes. Sometimes I saw the catcher. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I tried to stare the hitter down and throw while I was looking at him. I chewed my gum until it turned to powder. I started having a crazy idea in the fourth inning that Richard Nixon was the home plate umpire. And once I thought he, w- I was pitching a baseball to Jimi Hendrix, who to me was holding a guitar and swinging it over the plate. They said I had about three or four fielding chances. I remember diving out of the way of a ball I thought, I w- I thought was a line drive. I jumped, but the ball wasn't hit hard and never reached me. End quote. <laughs> There's some wild stuff in there to unpack. Richard Nixon really held everyone's imagination back in the day, huh? I mean, can you That's blame amazing. him? Amazing. The man was everywhere, not in a good way. Oh boy! He signed the most environmental acts in all of pre- out of all presidents. Yeah, that's true. That's great. Six pre- of them. Great president. Yep. I didn't say great. I'm just saying he signed the most environmental acts, you prick. Don't you turn my words on me. You move uh, to San Francisco and get eaten by the sharks. <laughs> There's a right, goddamn tornado and you experience Sharknado. Let's, uh, let's, uh, or maybe the jets will come if, and get you, too. If you're going to talk about crazy things that could happen, maybe talk about, like, an earthquake or something. That would make sense. Or a fire. Fine. Sharkquake. Happy? Sharkquake's perfect. You did. All right, let's let's uh, let's keep on keep on. I better on, call right? sci-fi real quick. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're trademarking this shit. <laughs> it's our idea. It's R.I.P. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> how how weird was that voice? It was very weird. <laughs> it felt weird coming out. I didn't enjoy it at all. I, um... And you made a face I've never seen you make before, <laughs> which, which the listener has no idea of. But it, it it was like a different person was speaking out of Bill's face. I, I um, was trying to keep a secret at work today about ice cream being in the break room. There was ice cream in the break room, huh? So I was oh, like, shit. well, in the kitchen. Okay. It's been, it's been there. I was like, okay, I was like, y'all, I got, I got to get like a little close because I spoke really quietly. Like, mm-hmm. do, y'all, do y'all want some ice cream? <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, there's ice cream in the freezer. That's how you, that's that's like a <laughs> um, the, the guy from Sons of the Lambs. <laughs> With Tux's penis between his legs. Um, it puts it lotion. Buffalo on Bill, game. right? Yeah. Buffalo Bill. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's keep going on baseball, man. Um, let's, let's do the baseball, man. Yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> Ellis did say that he never used LSD during the season again, but he did continue to use amphetamines because right. why stop a good thing? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Actually, I guess he stopped the good thing and threw the no-hitter on LSD. Weird, again, weirdest no-hitter in the fucking world yeah, with eight, eight, walks eight walks and only six strikeouts. More walks and strikeouts, and, and I'm sure he hit a guy here or there probably, too. Oh, he had but, to have, right? Oh, man, crazy. Um, after the story was made public, he also said he regretted taking LSD that day because it robbed him of his... Me- excuse me. Because it robbed him of his greatest professional memory. Hmm. Which... Yeah, yeah man, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Do you think he would have thrown it without the LSD? No, I have no. I, don't, I, I, I don't think probably doubt he would have. No. <laughs> so it is a little contested whether he actually was on LSD when he did this. Bob Smizik of the Pittsburgh Press believes Ellis's version of events that day, um, but he wasn't an eyewitness to the game. Yeah, which is which is interesting because uh, you would think the someone from the press would follow him around, but right. So times but are different. This guy was the first one to break the story in '84. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, this was in 1970, 14 years later. 14 years later, it's a long time. Yeah. Bill Christine, also the Pittsburgh Press, was at the game, and he doesn't believe the story. Hmm. Uh, He was a beat reporter who, in his words, practically lived with the team that year. Right, right, right. He said that he did not notice anything unusual, and that if Ellis had reported to the stadium only 90 minutes before his scheduled start, reporters would have been notified. So... I don't know. I don't know. I don't, about I don't know that. about I, I don't, that. I don't yeah. know if I buy that part. Yeah. Why would you tell? You wouldn't want to leak that kind of shit out. Exactly. You know? And we know how secretive 
franchises are with this shit. Yeah. Because we live it every goddamn day yeah, with the Sixers. The, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, oh my god, with fucking Joel Embiid's injury now. Right. And exactly. this this will publish like after the first. Yeah. After playoff game. Playoff so game, but go go Sixers. Go Sixers. But um. Anyway, yeah, like, but right, like, it's 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 the Twitter age now. Back well, then, this guy was the only source of information. So, so if you didn't want to tell him something, and you didn't, didn't want anyone to know, you don't tell him, know. and no one fucking knows. That and that, I practically live with the team thing. That's bullshit. Because yeah. as friendly as the players and franchise can be with reporters, they always know they know they can always become the enemy like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's I don't buy that either. So I I think it happened, but whatever. I think. Why it would did you too. say? Why would you talk about that anyway? Also, like, yeah, right. It's like, not a Good thing, like, because he, we'll talk about later on, but he was a very anti-drug advocate later on in his life. Yeah. Why the hell would you say your greatest professional achievement you were on drugs for? Right. Makes no goddamn sense. And then be like, I regret it. Yeah. Because obviously you would. Anyway. So, John uh, Mino, who's a reporter who had extensive interactions with Ellis over his career, was skeptical regarding the story Ellis told over the years, including the LSD no-hitter. Uh, Mino also claimed he was unable to locate a corroborator among Ellis's teammates. Yeah, but why would he, he wouldn't tell his teammates either. Yeah, teammates. I wouldn't tell anybody that. Well, I mean, I guess he told people eventually, but yeah, but not a time. I'm years. choosing to believe it because it's years. a more fun story. But like, why would you lie about it? Also, yeah, it's a That's wild the thing. Like, lie. Wouldn't it's and it the way he, the way he pitched was terrible. Right, like, it was the worst no hitter of all time. Eight well, blocks. Which and maybe that's why he's like I was on drugs. That's why it was so bad. But no, I'd fucking own that shit. If I was like, yeah, I was garbage, but I had a but I still got no hitter. hitter. Like, fuck that, dude. Still won. Yeah. They won two nothing. Scoreboard. Yeah. What if you just never mind? Scoreboard's the best. Scipio Spinks, which what a name. Wow. Scipio. Yeah. That dude probably Scipio. That dude, no, Scipio. That dude fucks. Scipio. Yeah, three PO's brother. Bad joke. Go ahead. Um, he was a pitcher for the Astros. And a close personal friend of Ellis's. And he's gone on record that he has absolutely no doubt that Ellis was telling the truth about the LSD game. As he was very familiar with Doc's drug habits, including his LSD use. Mm -hmm. Very familiar. He sold him drugs. He did drugs with him. He did drugs with him. He didn't sell him drugs. He did drugs with him. A lot of them, it sounds like. It's, you know how like, like mountains of cocaine. You know how like nowadays like LeBron and and Dwayne Wade and, and like, yeah like Melo and Chris Paul like would hang and yeah drink, like their drink, friends would drink wine and shit like Napa Valley. Like, Back then it was this is like I'm doing LSD with the guy from the Astros. <laughs> you know like <laughs> where do they do it in Houston or like where do they do it? exactly like, <laughs> in, in Pittsburgh in the, in the off season like, like all, and, and do you go to LA hotels? probably go to LA yeah it's just not that really funny. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking funny yeah. man. All right. I mean, it's not because, like, again, drugs are drugs like, aren't great, drugs are bad, but, but okay, okay. But, <laughs> but oh, fuck, that's funny. So Ellis collaborated with U- future, or yeah, he would become um, U.S. poet laureate Donald Hall mm. on a book entitled "Doc Ellis in the Country of Baseball," which is a sick title. Yeah, it is. I've heard of this book. I've never read it, mm, ne- but I've heard of it. Um, it was published in '76 before Hall was named poet laureate. The first edition of the book claimed Ellis had been drinking vodka on the day of the no-hitter, which, let's be clear, there's there's no reason he wasn't doing that as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, probably on the plane, like, oh, God, gotta get my shit together. I'll have a vodka martini. That would be so uncomfortable, because, like, doing physical activity after drinking, oh, especially while, worse. like, sweating and this you're dehydrated so, so already, horrible. it sounds garbage, but... Hall updated the 1989 edition to reveal the LSD use after it had been broken in 84. Mm. Barbara Manning, who was a singer-songwriter, paid tri- tribute to Ellis and his no-hitter with the song Doc Ellis, which is a psychedelic pop-bop. A bop, huh? Psychedelic pop-bop. It's great. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. I did that for you. I didn't have to go so hard on the notes, but I did it for you. Thank you. <laughs> and there's also an animated short film that came out in 2009 by James Blagden called Doc Ellis and the LSD No-No. And it features narration by Ellis' own voice, which was taken from a 2008 NPR interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the No-Hitter is a featured aspect of a documentary about Ellis' life called No-No, a documentary, which is spelled D-O-C-K-U-M-E-N-T-A-R-Y. Because that's, that's how Doc Ellis is spelled. Yeah. You'll see it in the titles. Don't I'm going to straight up say I didn't get that until just now. Oh, buddy. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, buddy. You had too much Burger King. Yep, yep. 
Did the Burger King feed you his wiener? I haven't had Burger King in a while. They don't sell hot dogs anymore, Bill. I would know. Okay? (laughs) Bet you're just waiting for the day they make waffle fries. Oh, God. I'd never go to Chick-fil-A again. You shouldn't anyway. Whatever, man. Chicken's great. Mm. Controversial statements. Holy shit. You heard my reaction. There go our future sponsors. Ourselves. (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it was when I come that, out. That uh, documentary was released in 2014, and it was directed by Jeffrey Radis. Nice name, Radice. I knew you were gonna do that. I knew you couldn't <laughs> let it go. Um, so just to backtrack a little bit about Ellis and, and his, um, you know, his playing career and after yeah. playing career and all that, he was a figure. He was he was an important figure in baseball. Yeah. Uh, he fought for players' rights, um, including the right to free agency, which Huge. is monumental when you think about now, where Mike Trout gets. Four hundred plus million dollars, so and Bryce money. Harper gets three hundred million dollars, so and all much that. Money. It's, it's insane. But without contributions from people like Ellis, this wouldn't, this wouldn't, we wouldn't have the same landscape now. It wouldn't be as big of a business, good or bad. Right. But I'm just saying, it wouldn't be the same. And he had a big hand in that. Um, Jackie Robinson actually uh, also credited uh, Doc Ellis um, on you know trying to trying to further mm-hmm. the rights of, of African American players. Uh, Robinson wasn't the biggest fan of how outspoken Ellis would be. Well, and Robinson how, uh, wasn't brash. outspoken. It's not at all. It's exactly not at all a style. Yeah. And Ellis was was pretty brat, brash. I'm, I, I feel like I said brass the first time, but oh, you're fine. He's brass. I, I, I brass, brash. brass Ball but, Saloon in Ocean City, Maryland. It's a great place. Lots yeah. of fun. Uh, you know, I mentioned Sickle Cell earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So in 1971, uh, he testified before the United States Senate Subcommittee on Public Health, actually. About his experiences with sickle cell, and think about this: this is a year after. I was no gonna say, hitter. yeah, it's so he's a he's a star. At this point. Yeah, like it's it's a big fucking deal. Like yeah, it's no a huge hitters. deal. And he uh, he used that platform to talk about things that were important to him, yeah. including you know players' rights and, and and identity politics, but also sickle cell anemia. He he worked with people who had the disease, and he actually would raise would work to raise money for uh, sickle cell research mm. in his later days. Uh, he retired from baseball uh, ten years after that no hitter in the spring of two thousand. Uh, sorry, <laughs> nineteen eighty two thousand in the spring of nineteen eighty, and he just said he didn't have the passion for it anymore. He lost I mean, interest fair. in the game. I mean, it's, it it's a long sixty eight to that. Yeah, it's twelve it's a years. Long time. It's a big, big, long career. And Fuck, man, I can't keep interest in a show through an hour sometimes. <laughs> Except for Game of Thrones, bring on Sunday. Oh <laughs> shit, this will be out after this. He's thirty five at this point, right? Did my math totally wrong? He's thirty five. Yeah, he's thirty-five. Yep, because yeah, he's born forty-five. Yep. Yeah, yay, man. So after after he retired, he decided he wanted to make a change in his life. Mm-hmm. He went into uh, into rehab, into into he entered drug treatment um, for forty days at um, at a treatment place called the Meadows, which is in Wickenburg, Arizona. Okay. And in nineteen eighty-four, as I mentioned before, previously, he confirmed that he pitched the no hitter uh, under the influence of LSD. Still wild. He uh, he went to work in Victorville, California, as a drug counselor, and he counseled prisoners there. He also went back to Pittsburgh and counseled um, excuse me counseled prisoners in Pittsburgh, and also had a prison in um, Atalanto, California. He moved around in his career too. He, he played yeah. he played for the Yankees, so the Yankees hired him back in uh, in the late '80s to work with minor league players um, to be more like a mentor figure. He wasn't. I don't think he was specifically a coach, but he but was just a, like a, a, they hired him to keep him on, yeah, to, um, to like share his experience and, and be a mentor. Um, which a lot, a lot of baseball teams do. What, what, what they'll do is they'll they won't give a lot of money and they won't give a lot of right. um, a lot of housing to these minor league players, but they they really do want to want to have them succeed because hey, they're their big music. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll they succeed. The team succeeds exactly. So they they do these kind of things, and the Yankees specifically are big on a uh, on hiring former players and stuff. Yeah, so they love them. They they. That's an example there. Um, in 2005, Ellis began to teach uh, weekly classes for individuals uh, that were convicted of drunk driving or driving mm-hmm. under the influence. So I guess it's a bigger umbrella. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so he, was, he really tried to do a lot of good. Uh, he was di- diagnosed with cirrhosis, which is a, a liver disease, in 2007. And he was placed on a list for a liver transplant in 2007. Uh, friends from his uh, baseball career would help pay for his medical bills he did not have health insurance, which uh, yeah. is wild in, uh, when we talk about America and, and our state of health insurance. But he, he didn't have health insurance. Bonkers. He suffered a heart attack or a heart damage in his in the last week in his last week's life, okay. which basically meant he couldn't have a transplant at all. So, was that, it re- related that, to the drug use? Do you think? Oh, a, a thousand it's gotta percent. Be, it's gotta I mean, be both the heart the and, and, and the heart. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. 
Because liver, you know, filters out your toxins, uh-huh. so that's definitely makes sense. That's why mine will be unusable. <laughs> I like it's, beer. That's bad for your liver, yeah. It's great for my feelings. <laughs> great for my personality. <laughs> um, so he died in December, uh, actually December 19th, 2008, in, uh, in the uh, L.A. County USC Medical Center uh, from complications of his, of his liver cirrhosis. Cirrhosis of the liver, I don't yeah. know what it's called. Um, services were held at the uh, Ang- Angelus um, funeral home. Weird spelling. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Angus, but it's not. Angelus. Yeah, uh, and he was interred at uh, Inglewood Park Cemetery in Inglewood, California, future home of the Raiders Stadium. Um, yeah, just want to throw that out there. And his life was the subject. I think you mean of, that? Uh, up. Las Vegas. <laughs> oh shit! I'm the, the Raiders. I meant the Rams. My bad. There you go. Um, and as we mentioned before, he, he was. He was commemorated in a lot of different like songs and videos. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure ESPN has a 30, 30 for 30 on him. I'm pretty sure they do too. I think they do. Uh, and uh, and the documentary that they that you mentioned, um, that interview he gave with NPR was in the last year of his life, by the way. Right. By that yeah. Too. So which is why they had to of all that. use it for the animated short. Yeah. I, that about does. I mean, he again a really interesting character that, and he's he's a character. He's a real person. Yeah. You know? But when you, when you think about sports in general, it's it's just a big play, right? He's one of those larger-than-life players. It's entertainment. Yeah. And he... Stories like that. I mean, he threw a no-hitter, so that right there... Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's an amazing, amazing feat. And he, um, you know, he, he he chose to look at a lot of the really negative things in his life and make a difference in other people's lives in the, yep. in, after his playing career. And I think that's that's a really cool thing to do. Really really badass thing. But, yeah. Do you have, do you have, uh, do you have uh, anything else to say, or do you want to dive into the uh, the town names? Or a town name. No, I guess just that, you know, he was a complicated figure and, you know, he's a pretty cool dude. But yeah. he was about a lot of fun at a party. Bet he was a lot of fun at a party. In his early years, not his later life. Chasing heck was with a bat. That's how I like my baseball players. Physically intimidating. And they get mad at fucking bat flips. <laughs> uh, Stay at old hey, stuffed shirts. Maybe don't give up a home run, you dicks. <laughs> Oops. Hey, fuck the Nationals. Hey, fuck the Nats. But anyway, no, you want that town name? Yeah, give me that town name. It's not super funny today, Nazareth. Ah, oh, okay. More religious stuff. Yeah. That's by Bethlehem. It is. It's next to it. we I think we mentioned it on our Bethlehem episode. Yeah. You want a different one? No, we'll we'll, we'll do Nazareth. Um Nazareth. Do you have any um any uh, info on that? It's still part of uh, Lehigh yeah. County, right? No, Northampton. Northampton County. Northampton oh. County. Is Bethlehem not in Lehigh County? Bethlehem is in, let's see, because it's right here on the same page. It's in both Lehigh and Northampton County. Oh, counties. okay. Some mild controversy. Hmm. <laughs> ah. Well, that's pretty neat. Um, the area codes are 610 and 484. Yeah, because they, they do a lot of Christmassy stuff, too. Right? Yeah. They have like that, that march between well, them. because Jesus and... was born there. Right. They have that march between Bethlehem and, and Nazareth during Christmas time. Jesus was born in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Nazareth, oh, Pennsylvania. Mormons 2.0. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Latter Day Sainters. Uh, they like are, they came yeah, out. They, Jehovah's like, Witnesses. They don't know. That's the, the LDS church. I'm just saying names yeah. though. They um, apparently saying Mormon now is really offensive to Mormons. Really? God. So apparently, if. Uh, they, they the church came out with something about it, uh, basically like if you use the word Mormon, you're you're the, like false idols or whatever, some bullshit. I don't know. Wow, but it's a weird thing. Well, um, anyway, Jesus was born in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, in the year of our Lord, nineteen seventy two. He rose from the grave three days later, and he had three days of grace. And bad band, man. He went a couple doors down, three doors down oh, to be in fact. Three is a magic number. Because there's three in the family. So why, why is the Pennsylvania accent this now? This isn't what you what you sound like at all. Like, why? What, why? I'm a why? wise. I don't sound like this. You don't sound like this. I'm a Jan wise. doesn't sound like this. <laughs> no one I know sounds like this. I'm a wise Unless elder. it's like a random ass county like boring West Virginia sounds like this. Telling a story for the youth. At the church sock hop with our malt beverages in 1952. I used the 72 first. Yes, and Jesus was born in 1972. He's born twice. <laughs> He's been born twice. As you know, the dinosaurs were fake. 
They're planted by God to test your will. I'm telling to you. To test your beliefs. It's dragons. I swear I saw a dragon. We've all seen Game of Thrones. A dragon. I swear I saw a dragon. Its name was Pete. <laughs> Uh, anything else to add to that one? Or? Jesus was born a man, fully grown, formed with his full figure, wiener included. He's not flat in front like a Ken doll. And the Last Supper was held at the Olive Garden. <laughs> I don't know why it went over my head until I was like, did he just say Ken doll? Because <laughs> at Olive Garden, all the disciples were like family. <laughs> now Judas had to sit outside. Oh, man. Because he uh, was not family. He betrayed But When they came outside, he came in and gave him an old smackeroo on the lips. A little, little hit in the bum. And he said, I hope you enjoyed the bread. You see, they went to the Olive Garden because there's never ending breadsticks. Oh, God. Bread We're going to end this really soon, right, Bill? Never ending breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus said, the bread is my body. And so he figured... That's how the secret to immortal life is. Bring me your house wine. Never ending breadsticks. You know, you ever think about how house wine now is probably better than the wine they drank back then? Oh, yeah, all the time. That's the thing about that when I wake up every day. <laughs> me too. <laughs> every day I think about how glad I am to live in it'll be one of the first 2019 I... and not negative 70 BC. Oh, it'll be one of the first things I say to my, my newly born son. Hey, did you know that wine now is way better than... And then you're going to have him slap the bag and he'll slap the bag and go, yes, Papa. <laughs> I, I think that about does it for the episode. Do you want to have more? How long did our, I just uh, go on? Uh, it, was, it was a good solid few minutes there. Okay. If you're still listening to the episode, uh, Bill, do you, you, want, do you want to give us the, uh, the uh, our uh, credentials? Yeah, um, we're at Uncommonwealth P on Twitter. We're at Uncommonwealth Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook at Uncommonwealth Podcast. <laughs> You can email us at uncommonwealthpodcast at gmail.com. You can throw a ball in the air, take a quick tab of ment- menthols. Not menthols. Fuck, that's cigarettes. Mentos. Yeah, mentos, yeah. Pretend the, it's the LSD. Other menthol. Pretend it's LSD. Hit the ball out of the park. Nope. Just kidding. Miss that ball. And then you're like Doc Ellis. He easily could have killed someone that day. <laughs> He's a good coach. Yeah, well, that's alright, because Jesus was born just a couple <laughs> years later. He would have come in and raised him. Alright, I, um, I, I think that about does it. Uh, I love baseball. Baseball's cool. Pirates, I actually have a nice opinion for them. They're harmless. I don't really give a shit about the pirates. <laughs> like, honestly, no. I like, said that in the nicest way. You'd said it in a very blunt way. Well, like, Beautiful I, ballpark. Yeah, the, the park's gorgeous. Beautiful I've never park. been. I've seen pictures yeah. and video, obviously. My sister's been there. She's like, it's amazing. And, she I, and that's I, everybody I know who's been there loves it. Why are they the pirates, by the way? Uh, I honestly think it's because of the alliteration. Because of the rivers? No, and the alliteration. alliteration. Maybe, but... Could have been the... Hey, Alexa, Pits- why are the Pittsburgh Pirates called the pirates? Oh, I don't have one of those things. Mm, shit. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. Because, you know, I, Philadelphia in the 17... 17- had pirates, 15 yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was an edict or we had a to have the Philadelphia and, Navy because right, of the yeah. fucking pirates. I feel like we talk about this. We, a we lot. mentioned we mentioned it once, once. Yeah, because Bla- it was is... Blackbeard specifically. Was it? Yeah, oh. he was he was raiding up along New Jersey and then like all along the Eastern Seaboard, huh. and uh, he decided he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to come up the rivers." Uh, which makes sense. Yeah. His, so we should be the pirates. I think it was Blackbeard. He was out there, and then I think somebody was coming up. It was him or one of his like, cause he had they would partner mm. crews sometimes. So it might have been a ship with a smaller dra- or sh- shallower draft than like, the Queen's like, Anne Revenge. They, well, they, will they pull them? The, the Queen Anne's Revenge probably had a shallow enough draft to make it up river because that was one of the aspects of pirate ships they had to be able to hide. Wow, I did not expect this much detail. I've been watching Black Sails a lot lately. <laughs> also, I find pirates fascinating. And I always regret I never got to take the pirates class. But not the Pittsburgh cards. pirates. Oh, yeah, no. They're just. Fuck them, right? Yeah. They're cool. They should have been the Pittsburgh Iron Beams. The Pittsburgh Carnegie's. They already had the Steelers. The Car- I'm sorry, the, Car- the Carnegie's. They should have been the Pittsburgh. Carnegie's. Uh, also, it's also alliteration. Yeah, no, that's that's okay. Are there any food themed teams? teams? The bananas. Well, okay. Yep. <laughs> you mean major league teams? Remember majors? Um, I or, or like Blue Jays. A, you can eat Blue Jays. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, you could eat a fucking Philly too, I guess, huh? All right, uh, I think we're done. Did you know Philly's the Phillies is short for Philly cheesesteaks? Is that true? No, fuck no. 
I think it's true. Um, also, oh God, my world I don't, is shattered. I'm not sure why the Athletics have an elephant as their logo, but or one of their logos. Well, so does the Alabama Crimson Tide. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been Honest Us. This has been Bill. And we've been the Uncommon Podcast. Fucking baseball. Play ball! Yeah.